Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Leafs Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano. You can find me on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Today I'm being joined by Dave Morisui of Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. You can find him on Twitter at D underscore Morisui. What's going on, Dave? Did you get enough sleep after last night's game? <laughs> well, I almost fell asleep during last night's game, but yeah. <laughs> I know, right? It, it was, you know, it was, it was an interesting game because I thought at times that the pace was really good and, and there was chances going both ways and at times you really did have to keep your eyes peeled open with your fingers holding up the eyelids to kind of stick around and keep watching the game. Well, I knew like just playing the LA Kings, that's their style. They're not a yeah. team that's going to you know, try to match you offensively. So I knew it was going to be one of those games for the Leafs for sure. Well, isn't that the, the the problem with the Leafs, though? And it's kind of been an ongoing theme of the of the year is the fact that they play down to their opponents and they play their opponent's style of hockey and they let their opponents dictate the game as opposed to dictating it themselves. Oh, absolutely. I think and what they're trying to do, I think, is you know show that they can play a tight game, but that's not their style. They're not a team that you're expecting to win one nothing or 2-1. They're built to be a good offensive team. So if you try to, you know, minimize that in order to play a little bit better defensively, I don't know, you know, I would do, would you prefer to go through a game like last night where they lose one, nothing in a shootout or lose or try, you know, a little more offensively. I mean, it didn't work out against San Jose, but would you rather than, you know, push the pace a little bit more offensively and maybe lose and win a game like, you know, Five three, five three or five four. Yeah, no, I mean, like you definitely make a solid point um, point there. But I just think that for the Leafs, uh, it's not time to to try and play other other style of games. You know what I mean? Like it's it's no longer time to try and see if you can run with these teams and play these playoff style of games. It's time for you to to buckle down and get yourselves into the playoffs. And that's kind of the the issue here. You can't. Uh, you can't experiment anymore and try and play a you know a tight checking slow hockey game just to see if you can do it. Um, even if it is against a, a lesser team, you got to get your points, man. Now they did able they at least were able to squeak out a point. Um, it was a one nothing final for the LA Kings, and both goaltenders actually recording shutouts in uh, in the game. So Freddie. Although he gets tagged with the loss, does get a shutout on his record, uh, which is mind blowing. I can't think of anything that's worse than getting a shutout yet still losing the game. Yeah, I I was saying that this might have been one of his better games of the season, in that he looked so calm in that net, and yeah, th- this was a result. I mean, the last two games the Leafs have gone really good goaltending, and the team just did not give enough, you know to support their goalie with the win. You know, when you're getting goaltending like that, you know, you should do your best to get the win, considering the Leafs have had some pretty shaky goaltending for the last bit. For sure. Uh, all right, let's go through the, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But I didn't think there was much ugliness to last night's game, so I think I'm going to go with the good, the bad, and then the best. So uh, I'll start it off. Uh, so for me, what I thought was really bad about the team last night, the least power play didn't really do much. Uh, for a team that, you know, coming into the year and all season long, they've boasted about having 
an elite power play. You know, having guys like Marner, Matthews, Tavares, Tyson Berry, Morgan Riley earlier in the season. You know, these guys are absolute studs offensively. And then when you're only, you know, you go 0 for 3 on the power play against a pretty crappy team, and you only are able to manufacture four shots in those six minutes of power play time, you know, that's that's not a recipe for success. And, you know, the least power play at times this season has really struggled and it seems like they're in a bit of a funk right now. And hopefully that can that can change quickly because at least, you know, when you're when you're clicking on the power play, that just adds a little bit more scoring to, to your game. And it seems like that's what the Leafs need right now, too. You know, two games through this California road trip and they only have two goals and they didn't score at all last night. So, you know, if they can get the power play clicking, uh, that'll definitely bode well for them in the future. But last night, not very good. No, and, and that's a unit that's been trending, you know, top three, four in the league for the longest time. And the last little bit, because they haven't been that good, they're now seventh in the league. So, you know, they're starting, they're, the results are starting to show when, you know, you're not making the most of those opportunities. I think part of it is lack of puck movement. Like, you know, guys are just yeah. kind of standing still with the puck. I, I, I'm, I've said it many times. I think Marner, you know, I think they overvalue how much, you know, teams pay attention to Marner. Teams are just letting Marner do whatever he wants because they know he's not going to shoot. And he's not making those passes, those dangerous passes, you know, to Matthews, to Tavares, to really give the Leafs something different. I think what made the Leafs power play buzz a lot earlier was when William Nylander started to become a factor on it. And now you can tell he's not really being used. Uh, so I think, you know, they've got to reestablish certain guys, you know, that, you know, when Matthews is getting the attention, Tavares is getting the attention, get other guys going on that unit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, did you have something else for your bad category from last night, or uh, are we both <laughs> that... in the same boat here? Well, I was going to say the shootout, both Marner and Matthews oh, not even God. getting an attempt on net. Like though that that right there is the bad. Like that's yeah. why they did not win. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like both of them not even being able to get shots off. Um, I, for me, like why do they keep trotting Nylander out there in the shootout? I understand that he's 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 so gifted with the puck offensively, but he's only two, he's two for fourteen. He's the only career. one that scored last night. <laughs> but he's two for fourteen in his career. I mean, I I probably have more faith in Nylander scoring in the, in the shootout than I do Matthews actually, just because Matthews, he, Nylander has more more you know in his arsenal that he can try to work with. Matthews, you knew he was going for the shot. You know, Matthews hasn't really been a guy that's going to try you know the backhander. Or you know what Matthews' move is going to kind of be, and then. So I didn't really have a problem with that, with Nylander going up, because obviously it looks better when he scores. But, um, yeah, just other guys. Like, Matthews and Marner have had times where they could extend it, and they haven't, you know. I, no. I, I guess, you know, with... Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else they would have trotted out. Like, Janssen, I don't think he's really, really ever been a shootout guy. So I'm, it's not really a personnel thing. I just think it's not really something they've practice that much either no i just i don't know to, to me you know a just try something else you know like i Warner's think jt not, for sure not get it done in there. the shootout so might as well try somebody else maybe you know i thought dennis mulgan had a 
had a half decent game. Maybe give him a shot in the shootout. You know, he's a more of an offensive guy. Uh, potentially, you know, give it to Kasperi Kapanen, who has really his shot has grown, and you know, you give him some speed one on one. A lot of his goals have come on a breakaway. So, I mean, that's all a shootout is is just one big breakaway. So give him the opportunity too. Why not? Uh, but anyways, yeah, no, the the shootout. That was pretty bad uh, on on their parts. Uh, that's that certainly belongs in the bad category. What about good? What was your good? Well, I thought my good was going to be Nylander because that he was all over the ice uh, in that game. I think he finished with nine shots on goal, which he had, like this is a, he was really engaged last night. You know, he he had guys trying to climb on his back to try to knock the puck off him, and he brushed him aside like it was nothing. Like th- I think this was one of, like, if he had scored or, you know, had, had some sort of, I mean, other than the shootout goal, I would have said that was one of his better games of the season, more dominant games of the season. Like, sure. He was by far the best player on the ice, not named Freddie Anderson. Yeah, I, I also had him, um, I had him on, uh, on as my good as well. I thought that, you know, he was buzzing all over the ice last night. Uh, and, yeah, nine shots on goal. Nine shots on goal, uh, all steered aside, unfortunately, by Jonathan Quick, who also had a really, really good game on the other end. Um, and, you know, Nylander, he's at his best when he is, uh, you know, flying all over the ice, uh, getting involved um, on, on both ends. And I just, you know, Nylander... It seems like uh, he, he really responded after not having a, a very good game the other night in San Jose, so I really like that aspect of it. But really, I think he was the best he was the best skater out there on the ice for the Leafs. And then for best, I guess we both could give it to Freddie for this one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was he matched Jonathan Quick, and Quick I think had the harder game. Yeah, for sure. But he he said I mean. When you have a Martin Furk, as I say his name, Martin Furk, when you yeah. have a, him blasting a shot at you in OT, I'm going to give you a lot of credit for sure. I, I believe it was Martin Furk who, what was it, 109.2 miles yeah. an hour is what he came in at at the AHL All-Star game? Yeah. Like a 109 mile an hour shot, and you're getting yourself in front of that. Good on you, because I am not. Like that's like some Fulton Reed Mighty ducks. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, ah, I'm getting out of here, jumping out of the, jumping away. No thanks. Uh, but yeah, Freddie was Freddie was great last night, and it's so unfortunate that he's he's able to record the shutout for his team. Didn't let anything pass him. Took it all the way to the shootout, and then uh, even in the shootout, his teammates let him down. Um, but he was certainly you know the best the best leaf out there. Had uh, 30 saves, made a few really big ones. And L.A. had an expected goals of 2.55 goals in that game, and obviously they didn't get any goals, so he shut them down, um, even though you know L.A. had a few really good chances. Uh, so definitely Freddie, uh, the best on the ice, but last night his best just wasn't good enough as the, the Kings were able to, well, I guess he got bested by Jonathan Quick, and the Kings were victorious in the shootout. Once again, one nothing was the final in that one. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then coming up on the other side, we'll keep chatting about this game, and then uh, we'll tee up the game in Anaheim later tonight as well. 
All right, welcome back to the Locked On These Podcast. Mike DiStefano with you alongside me, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet and from the NHLPA, uh, a writer for the NHLPA. You're not a player in the association yourself, although I'm sure you wish you were. That would be pretty cool. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a theme that I talked about a couple of nights ago, and it came up again yesterday, was the least consistently this season. I feel like it's becoming like a theme here is that they are running into hot goaltender after hot goaltender. You know, in San Jose, they ran into Martin Jones, who turned into Martin Brodeur. And tonight, Johnny Quick turned into Johnny Bauer. Like, Quick was outstanding tonight. And it just goes, like, the Leafs cannot catch a break uh, all season long when it comes to when it comes to things like this. Like, they're running into, you know, bad teams with a hot goalie, and then they're losing and missing out on points. Uh, but Jonathan Quick, like Toronto, taking a look at, at uh, you know, natural stat trick here to see what some of the advanced numbers were. 21 high danger chances last night. Quick stopped them all. The Leafs had an expected goals for of 3.55 goals through all events uh, last night. Quick stopped them all. Um, he was just outstanding last night, was he not? I thought he was going to pass out. Oh, my God. He he was so red in the I think going into the shoot he was so red in the face the sweating I was like this guy looks like he's gonna pass out because hell of a game though yeah he like people forget Jonathan Quick has been pretty good lately for the Kings you know I think having I mean Jack Campbell uh, going and then them bringing in Cal Peterson the guy that they're all dubbing to be his successor I think that lit a bit of a spark under him and you know. I think some people just tend to look at the Kings uh, standings and think that it's going to be very easy points. But when you have a goalie like Jonathan Quick who can have a performance like that, and we're not surprised to see him have a performance like that because that's been his M.O. since he's joined the league. It's the mm-hmm. reason why the Kings have those cup wins. And he, he did, especially in the shootout, that save he made on uh, Spezza, like... How how does he still have? I, I don't know if he's able to stand this morning after last <laughs> night. Man, he made a lot of really good saves. Like the Leafs, I can think of. You know, Captain had a, a breakaway opportunity. Nylander had a breakaway opportunity. Hyman had a breakaway opportunity. Like Mar, like there were so many great A chances that the Leafs had last night. Uh, that if 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 it was Jonathan Quick of November. Those would have went in, and this could have been, you know, a three, four, nothing hockey game. But he was just outstanding last night, um, and really, he stole a game for LA. You know, Freddie tried to steal a game for the Leafs, and he did as much as he could, but he got outlasted and bested by uh, by Johnny Quick last night. Uh, a couple other things that I kind of wanted to talk about, and that I noted: Zach Hyman. Um, man, this dude is—I think he's won everybody over. I specifically want to talk about that PK shift in overtime where he nearly ended it himself. But right off the penalty kill, dumps it in, chases after the puck, and it's basically one-on-three where he is just trying to kill as much time as he can, uh, goes hand hard on, on the forecheck, gets the puck back, uh, t- rips the puck away from, from I think it was Doughty actually, yeah. uh, in behind the goal, and then ends up turning and, and tries to get a shot off and, and really took away a solid 40 seconds right off the bat by himself uh, and just, you know, that type of, of warrior 
that he's really become, Zach Hyman is becoming uh, quite the uh, lovable player here in this market. Would you agree? If people are still finding reasons to criticize Zach Hyman, <laughs> I don't know what what your problem is. Because, like, that shift last night, like, that's, like, a, I don't know, a throwback Hyman in terms of the, the PK ability he has on top of this newfound confidence he has offensively. Like, as you said, three Kings players are trying to get that puck off of him, and he managed to get a couple of scoring chances on net when he's just trying to kill time so that yeah. Tavares can get back onto the ice. Like, what he's able to do just with his effort alone it makes everybody wonder if only some of the other Leafs players could follow in his lead. This team would be, you know, in a lead, like as a lead as many want them or see them as. You know, they just want just a fraction. If they could just get a fraction of the effort from all the other guys of what Zach Hyman brings in terms of his tenacity, his intensity, this team would be no doubt way better. And, uh, it's it's it was a I mean he continues to impress me. I'm not surprised anymore to see this. I think he's found a, a spark, you know, a nice spark. But I, I like what I'm seeing from him. Hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like he's truly he's he's he is now a top six player. I don't think anybody can question that anymore. It's not that he's just being placed there to be a puck retrieving, you know, a puck hound. He is there because he he deserves to be there, and he's proven that. Time and time and time again. Um, so as we head, now I'll leave that for the next segment. Uh, is there anything else from uh, from this game that kind of stood out to you that you want to chat about? No, I mean it's just one of those games where not you know there's certain things that happen, but there wasn't a whole lot when you know when there's not a lot of goals, weren't a lot of mistakes. I mean the margin for error was really slim. Yeah. So yeah, this is one of those games where. I mean, at least we're good enough to get the two points. You're lucky. I mean, you're fortunate at least to get the one when you have a goaltending battle like that. Yeah, no, you're you're totally right. Um, it's just unfortunate that they weren't able to get the two. And now, through two games, the California road trip, just two goals on the tournament, picking up one of a possible four points. And they got Anaheim up next uh, later tonight. And we'll chat about that game on the other side. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Leafs podcast. Mike DiStefano alongside with Dave Morissuti. All right, so uh, two games down, one game to go here on the California road trip. As I noted just before the break, uh, the Leafs have picked up just one point so far through the two games and just two goals through the two games, both coming in a game against San Jose. Uh, Is this concerning for you, the fact that the Leafs scoring is – Starting to dry up here as uh, as the playoff stretch really really heats up. Uh, personally, I I'm not worried because they're getting their chances. Like if they're not getting chances, then I would be I'd be a little worried. They're running into some really hot goaltending as we mentioned before. Hey, hold on. Do you have a home phone? Yeah, I just got mad at my, my mom. <laughs> I thought I unplugged it. I usually unplug it. No, 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 it's not that. It's just the fact that you actually own a home phone that still rings is hilarious to me because at my apartment here in Toronto, I definitely don't have a home phone. But even like my parents' place, 
they I think they have one, but like it's it's unplugged and no longer used. Like I never hear a home phone go off anymore. So when I heard that, it was so nostalgic. I was like, hold on, <laughs> I gotta I gotta talk about this for a second. No, yep, I I um. I still have a home phone because when you live at home with your parents, well, with my mom, uh, <laughs> she doesn't really use her cell phone a lot, which is funny because you think everyone's on their cell phones now. Um, but yeah, this phone, I usually, I usually when, we're, when we do recordings, I unplug it, but because I'm telling you, these late games, they don't got my brain working at 100%. All good, man. All good, man. We'll pick up, uh, we'll pick up this conversation where we left off. Just talking about how, if you're concerned about the Leafs' uh, lack of scoring through this road trip, and if they're going to need an offensive breakout tonight to beat Anaheim, who's going to want to keep it close and tight once again? Yeah. Um, before the, I was, we were rudely interrupted by my home phone, <laughs> the old beast that was calling out. I'm sure um, it's a telemarketer, which is the worst oh, part. Oh yeah. Anyways, exactly. I couldn't even. I didn't even look to see the caller ID, but they've gone really good at disguising the phone numbers. Yeah, Dutch cleaners most likely. Exactly, uh, but what what I will say about the goal scoring and um, you know, Sam like L.A. You're not going to get a lot of goals on them. Teams have had a really hard time lately scoring, so that's that one. I kind of expected to be a low scoring one, just like the earlier game this season that they had against them. The San Jose one was disappointing because I felt like the Leafs had a lot of decent chances. And, you know, they were able to put up two, but they could have easily put up more. Anaheim's going to be, I think, kind of a combination of the two, like of L.A. and San Jose. Like, they're not great. Uh, they're goaltending. Like, John Gibson could easily have a Vesna-like game against them tonight. That's what kind of worries me a little bit in that they could run into another hot goaltender. Um, although, earlier in the season, they... Uh, they played that uh, shooting style again uh, in Toronto, but that was with Ryan Miller in that. So, a little concerned that they're going to be running into another goaltender who had a decent, you know, an, a, who's had decent outings. Um, you know, Anaheim just beat Colorado lately, so you know you can't. This is another game where you can't take them lightly, and chances are going to be tough. But you know, this is just another game where you know. I feel like the Matthews Marner line were okay, but I think this is where they need to kind of step up. I still think JT has more to give. Yeah, so, for sure. You know, if they just get a fraction of a better effort from those guys, I'm not as worried. Uh, as long as the chances, like as long as they're getting chances on that, like if they get 35 shots again, what are the chances that they get shut out again? It's slim, but as long as they get the chances, that's all you can really ask for. It just going up against John Gibson. You know he can steal a game because he's done it before. And you know what? After Tuesday night against Jones, last night against Quick, I just have a bad feeling that John that uh, Johnny Gibson is going to have himself a night. Um, that being said, starting in net for the Leafs, we got Jack Campbell. Um, so. We haven't chatted yet this week, so I'm curious to get your thoughts on how things, how, how your thoughts were going into the week on how Keith decided to, uh, Keith decided to split up the goaltending starts. So we decided to go Campbell in San Jose, Anderson in LA, and then Campbell on night two of a back-to-back in Anaheim. Now, 
the conversation was that they, they wanted to get Campbell into two or three of these games. So I thought that it probably should have been Campbell in San Jose and then Campbell for a second straight start in L.A. against his former team, give him that revenge game, and then have Freddie start in Anaheim. Again, a former team, not as not as recent, obviously, but still play your former teammates. You know, Ryan gets laughing and that. Um, and that's not what happened. They ended up splitting it up. Campbell started last night, or uh, Freddie started last night. It was phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. So I guess in hindsight, it, it worked out. And tonight, Campbell gets a start. Uh, are we expecting a, a good performance out of him tonight? I mean, I, I'd hope so. I think he's uh, he hasn't really he's has he's only really had one bad game as a Leaf, and that was the one where they won against Anaheim. So, you know. When you look at Even that, really wasn't a bad game. It was just it was, bad bounces. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's probably the better way to put it. Yeah. When we talk about the decision to start Freddie Anderson, uh, he's eight and one. I think he's like eight one, eight and one again. Or sorry, he is. I'm just looking at the stats here. Here's eight one and three in his career against LA. Two goals against point nine three five save percentage. I think. I think that played a factor in it. This is a, a, a team that he knows really well. We knew that Campbell was getting the San Jose game regardless. I feel like maybe just they didn't want to mess also with the potential emotion of Campbell playing that game against the Kings and that being a factor um, into it. And then the Anaheim game, I guess, you know, it's kind of just a toss-up between the back-to-backs. I think... Anaheim is obviously... I, I actually kind of think the Kings, with the way they've been playing lately, are better than Anaheim. And maybe that also factored into the Keith just wanting to give Frederick Anderson just a tougher matchup as well. Um, and also, you play your backup two straight games. You don't know what that's going to say to Freddie that you know you just gave Campbell well, two straight starts I, as well. I don't think that would have that would have been, uh, been detrimental to, to his mental makeup here. I think... That would have been a conversation that you had going into it. So it's not, you know, Freddie, we think Jack stands a better chance at winning these games. It's, look, Freddie, you're approaching that 60-game mark. We, we wanted to keep you around 60 games, try and get you under it a little bit. Let's give you this week off. Just kind of take the week off, refresh, recharge for the playoff stretch that's coming up, and we'll give you, you know, the, the last game they had was Saturday in Vancouver. He played that one, and then you don't play again until Friday in Anaheim. Take that time to recover. You know, get ready, get healthy, get right. And that's what I thought was going to be the case when um, they said that they were going to give Campbell two games out of this road trip. That didn't end up being the case. But, you know, I it, at the end of the day, I don't think it matters. Like, I don't think Freddie would have been able to win that game, you know, Tuesday in San Jose. And then you can't say that Campbell would have put better, better performance against L.A. last night. Freddie was, was damn near perfect. Um Outside of the shootout, obviously, he was perfect. So, in hindsight, I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, it, it'll depend, I guess, on what happens tonight, whether or not Campbell gets lit up or not. Hopefully, yeah. he does not. Uh, all right, uh, three keys to tonight's game. Uh, what's the first key that Toronto's going to need to do to get the win tonight? It seems like a, I'm gonna, a little broken record-like, but score the first goal. I mean, Honestly, though. Like, they, they are obviously a much better team when they score first. I think they get a little more. They, you know, the, the stick tightens a little bit when uh, uh, when when they're down. 
they've proven to be a much better team when they score first, so I think that's just going to be key. Although, in the Florida games, they didn't necessarily get off to good starts, and they were able to overcome them, but there's only only so many times you can do it, and I think getting the first goal is going to be key for them. For sure. I think uh, the second key for me is going to be, I, I think they need to open up the game. You know, if they want to keep, Anaheim's going to try and keep it a, a close, tight game and kind of use the same formula that L.A. did last night to try and neutralize Toronto. I think that the Leafs are going to have to open up the game, utilize their speed, create their own gaps, you know, move the puck around a lot, get them moving, uh, and, and try and find some seams and, and get shots on goal. I think that's going to be a, a big proponent in tonight's game is just to try and open it up themselves and uh, allow them to use their skill uh, to to create chances. Uh, all right, what's the third key for you? I, I you know you brought up using uh, their speed. I think the power play has to score at least a goal tonight. Yeah, it's got to get going. Like Anaheim's a very chippy team. They are going to take penalties. I think uh, against Colorado, that was a big problem for them. I, I mean, and bring up the speed part again. I would love to see Kasperi Kapanen go up against Ryan Getzlav and see if he can pull off a McKinnon <laughs> breaking of the ankles. Because that that video, I have that thing pretty much saved in my memory. Um, oh my god, that was so far. So for those who haven't seen it, Nathan McKinnon the other night crossed up uh, Getzlav so hard. He like went uh, he, he went at him. Getzlav skating backwards, and then McKinnon pulls a, a bit of a spinorama, and it just <laughs> it sent uh, it sent Getzlav flying full yard sale. Uh, it's hilarious. You got to go check it out. Yeah, so I think the power play is just going to be key. They they got to get the the chances. They got to move that puck around a little more, a little more pace to it as well. I think that's what will uh, make it a little more successful. Uh, give me a prediction tonight. You think the Leafs come away with the full two points? What's going to happen here? I, I think this is a full two points. I think they can win this game like five three. Um. Maybe they have Jack Campbell plays a little better and they win it like a like a five two. But I I have faith that the offense is gonna pull through. I don't see this as a team that's not confident. I think last night they were disappointed, but I think they understand they had their chances. So as long as they do it again tonight, they have a good chance. I am going to say this is going to end up being a pretty close tight game. Um, I'm gonna go two one but the Leafs do get the victory and they pull out of the California road trip with three points. And, uh, I think they'll, they're not going to be happy with it. They probably wanted at least four, Mm -hmm. but you know, considering that Florida still not winning games, that's not bad for their playoff hopes. Florida did get a point last night in Boston, but uh, still they're struggling to, to put up points, which means, Toronto still pretty safely in there uh, in in their playoff spot. What do they have five? They're up by five points on Florida as we sit right now. If I'm not mistaken, let me quickly pull that up just to make sure. We should yes, have these five points. points. Yeah. So at least 79 points through 68 games. Florida 74 points. They have 67 games. So a game in hand. But um, yeah, no, it's. I think they'll get the full two points tonight, which is going to be huge. Uh, definitely going to be big. All right, uh, Dave, really appreciate you coming on the show and chatting some puck with me again today. We'll do it for sure uh, down the road. Well, thank you again, Mike. Uh, 
Glad I wasn't totally zombie-like this morning, so. <laughs> hey, man, you and me both. You and me both. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasting platforms and receive daily Leafs content. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Leafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck. And follow Dave at D underscore Morisuti. All right, be sure to check back in here uh, tomorrow where I'll be chatting up about the Leafs game against the Ducks. We'll, we'll recap that game. But until then, keep locked right here on Locked on Leafs.